Hi, I'm Zane Lamprey with week three of the podcast. I am joined, of course, by Steve. Dude. Hey, buddy. Nice shirt. <laughs> what are you doing? You How told you me know? to dress up, so I busted out my favorite adventure oh, flannel. Here it my is. my Lord. All right. Well, Dude, you look like it's been three weeks. Have you slept in three weeks? Is go- what is going, going on? on? What is going on with our hair? We looked so good last week. And, we y- well, we did. Hold on a second. I'm going to see if I can't bring this. This is my waking. There we go. Those are nice, uh, buddy. All right. Hold so, on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. This. Wow. Hey, 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 you hey, look what like, you a, like a. What are those glasses? What are those? They're glasses. Like, why would someone buy those glasses? They're my prescription glasses. Oh. oh hold on. Hold on. Hold on. You 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 intentionally bought those? Those aren't your wives or something? How about those? Okay. Hey now. Hey now. Well, look, we 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 had a um a poll on my Instagram and people voted that you get to keep the glasses. So you get to do really? I, I I rescind Dude. my my criticism. You can wear the blue glasses. I guess that's your thing. I don't know how yeah, you yeah. and I chose to style our hair the same today. Uh <laughs> and wear anyway. the same shirt. And wear the same shirt. Let's get into it. All right, so you can, can we, of course. Well, if you if people at home want these shirts, just click here, take you to the adventure. That's not how website. that's not how it works. It's creative. Click I wish that here. No, it's not click, really a click, click thing. Click right here. Click there. Just go to adventure.com uh, if you want one of these flannels, which I think these flannels are still in stock. Um, and then we're going to do a forty percent off uh, coupon for the Voyagers. Uh, jacket and the adventure backpacks with coupon code. Go ahead, Steve. What's the coupon code this week? Coupon code this week is red flannel. <laughs> red flannel, two N's, F L A N N E L 40. Yeah. Use coupon code red flannel 40 and you can get, well, then, but that's kind of dumb because you can't get it, you can't get 40% off the flannels. You just get it off the, so uh, that's fine. You know what? You're listening how about to the podcast. Paul You're Bunyan? a friend. No, no, no. We're good. We're good. All right. Red flannel it is. So you use red flannel 40 to save 40% off the Voyager's jacket and the adventure backpack, which is great. And you get free shipping on those in the U.S. So go do your holiday shopping and go and get yourself a red flannel. I'm going to get everyone adventure gear for Christmas. So that's just good. how it goes. You, you can use your 40% off coupon red flannel 40. All right. Let's dig into the show. Um, you yeah. can also get... Oh, wow. I forgot to grab them. This is so stupid. This is how poorly I prepare for this stuff. You can Dude. get a uh, nice pants, uh, by the way. Oh my god! Wait, you can see that I was wearing shorts. <laughs> I can see that. I just came back from the gym. I went to the gym today. Oh, those are horrid, dude. What I are know. those? I didn't. Ha- I don't have any clean socks, and so I stole some from Mel. This is fantastic. You are a mess, bro. When are you do coming you, to visit me you, in Park City? Do you know this, Steve? This is our "Sing the Booze" uh, album. I Zane Lamprey. Remember that tour? Zane Lamprey live. Um, so you can get this signed uh, CD, and then uh, this is signed by you and I. Uh, do you remember when we signed these? We were no. drinking. No, no, I but don't. We, you remember starting to do it? Yeah, started. you remember finishing it. I started a lot um, of stuff and didn't finish it. Hey, the other night I, f- I was watching online for whatever reason. South by Southwest, or um, when we did sing the booze. Yeah, and it was so funny. I, I was I was watching it with another buddy of mine, and you're up there. You're like, yeah, um, you know, this is my song. You did uh, my buddy Steve's song, uh-huh. and and you look over at me, and you're like, you ready for this, Steve? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, you're gonna plug me in this time, uh-huh. and you're like, not a chance, buddy. <laughs> it was so funny. Let's uh, here, let's there. let's Nothing. put in a clip. So so the the Steve was given an opportunity with this this music tour to learn the bass and we were going to give him very simple bass lines we got him lessons and all this kind of stuff and this is kind of what happened this is what you get when you get drinking steve you do get you do get the comedy aspect but you don't get much follow-through with really anything (laughs) so i bought him a beautiful bass i got him bass lessons i still have that fender like whatever it was very simple bass lines and you just couldn't do it you didn't practice enough. I did fine. And so we had Jerry, our key, our, you're horrible. We had Jerry from day one. We had Jerry, the bassist, I'm sorry, the keyboardist, um, doing the bass, the bass line on, on his keyboard. So you, you were never plugged in. I was in. never plugged in? Never plugged in. 
That's why anyway, it sounded we, so good. Here, let's here, let's let's play a clip of that South by South. This is when we did the South by Southwest for Mark Cuban's party, uh, obviously in Austin. Uh, this is called This is My Buddy Steve. You gonna plug me in for this one? No. I'm dumb, but I ain't stupid. So clap it along, we'll be good. You can clap if you want. Everybody's got a buddy like my buddy Steve Best friend that he could ever be But when he's drinking and drinking He takes a break from thinking pretty good. Now he's your responsibility He goes from Jekyll to Hyde Bonnie to Clyde Everybody's got a buddy like Steve Or it's you Now when he's drinking He becomes a hugger And when he's chugging He'll try to carry you around at the end of the night, he can barely balance in his chair. If you're nearby, he'll pull you to the ground. Cheers. From 9 to 5, he does his job and cry. Happy hour, he drinks and likes to dance. At the beginning of the night, he'll give you the shirt off his back. And last call, he'll hand you his pants. Everybody's got a buddy like my buddy Steve. Best friend that he could ever be. But when he's drinking and drinking, he takes a break from thinking. Now he's your responsibility. Wow. He goes from polite to rude and completely new. Everybody's got a buddy like Steve. Now sober, he's courteous and careful. Drunk, he does his own stunts. In the afternoon, he can articulate a coherent conversation. In the evening, all he does is grunt. He's oblivious to everyone around him. He's like a bull in a china shop. He thinks if one drink is good, then 12 must be better. Because once he starts, he don't know what to stop. Yeah! Everybody's got a buddy like my buddy Steve. Best friend that he could ever be. But when he's drinking and drinking, he takes a break from thinking. He goes from toasty to fried, calm to crazy eye. Everybody's got a buddy like Steve. Now when the bars are closed, it's time to go home. But that's when Steve's in his glory. The only way that he knows what happened after that is the next day when you tell him the story. Then he sees the photos on his phone, right? Of him. Take it on the floor. Every morning begins with the same proclamation. I'm not doing that anymore. Everybody's got a buddy like my buddy Steve. Come on. Best friend that he could ever be. But when he's drinking and drinking, he takes a break from me. Now it's your responsibility. Things are looking down when he carries you around. Buddy no more when he's hanging on the floor. Next Saturday, things go the same way. Everybody's got a buddy like Steve. <laughs> Dude, like, you know they say. a nice song you wrote about me. They say, was it nice? Yeah. They say you don't really. know that they're, they're, that they're the good old days until they're gone. But those those are the good old days. Like, come on, man. My God. Ma- Mark Cuban paid us to come out to 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 uh, Austin and play, and then we got drunk with them afterwards. And then it was fun. I'll tell you this story. I'm not even prepared to tell this story, but um, we had our bassist Jerry, and Jerry is a really nice guy, like a super super nice guy. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little, maybe a little green at that time when it came to kind of mixing in, you know. Well, he was a young some, kid. He was, what, 23, 24? I don't think so. I don't he think so. He might have been. I don't remember. Yeah. yeah, I guess that makes sense. Very so, talented musician. So that night, we did our set, and then we uh, went to the bar and hung out with Mark, Mark Cuban, the whole night. And the thing you have to understand about Mark Cuban is, yes, he's a billionaire, but when you're hanging out with him, He's just a he's just a guy. Like he's a nice guy to the point where you're like, "Hey, Mark, I got this round." You don't even think about the fact that he could just buy the bar. You know what I mean? And just and burn it down if he really wanted block. to. But um, 
And so we yeah jeans yeah t-shirt, by the block exactly chill, and I think about it so conversational friendly. Yep. Yeah. And so we um, we were hanging out, and it was Mark and and uh, Mark and you, me, Mark, Jerry, and then and then Justin and our guitarist. And we were standing there. I'm just yeah. there were two girls that were standing there. We were just all all talking. And uh, Jerry walks over and he's like, "Hey guys, hey Mark, hey this is Jerry, whatever." And and he looks at the two girls and he's like, "Hey, that's nice. Is that a Tiffany necklace?" And we all kind of looked at him. And Mark is like, "Dude, what are you doing? That's not how you come I in." And like, I don't remember that. Yeah, you you were there. And then Mark Cuban gives Jerry a titty twister. And and so, <laughs> dude, it was it was amazing. That's like weird. it was just like whatever. So I went. The it, only it was thing weird. I remember so about that party, I was, went to. So Jerry, I think Mark Cuban liked to drink vodka, vodka shots, and you don't even remember I there. We were drinking tequila. You don't even you don't even remember being I you don't remember know. being part of the conversation. Um, so anyway, so we I went to meet with Jerry I, I, like uh, years later, like like seven, eight years later. He was working at this production company, and he said, um, I, "Anyway, I went in to meet with him and, and 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 the guy that ran it." And I was like, "Has Jerry ever told you the titty twister story from Mark Cuban?" And he's like, "Yeah," because I thought I was going to embarrass Jerry. I'm like, "You've heard it before." He's right. like, "Yeah." He'll pretty much tell everyone that'll listen that story. Oh, he must everyone so knows proud. this story. I'm like, oh. And I thought I was calling him out, you know, for like being a nerd and getting the titty right. twister. But anyway, no, it's his claim um, to fame. <laughs> it, it's his claim to fame. And then the next day yeah. after that whole thing went down, Jerry was just—he got Steve McKenned with you, and you went off home yeah. wherever you lived at the time, probably Virginia. And we flew back to LA, and we were at the airport, and Jerry had the worst hangover. And we're sitting there at the Austin airport, Justin, myself, and Jerry. And Jerry's just like, and we, there's a plant here, and there's like a family. We're like eating, right? And Jerry just goes, I remember he this. Threw up. I was, oh, you were in the airport I at was that time? There. Yeah, I remember. He threw up in the plant. See, here's and the a, guy, that, that brings me. Sorry, go ahead. No, 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 it's fine. No, this, this brings me to the point where in, it's been said to me and you a lot of times people don't appreciate how drunk we got for our job and how well we maintained throughout the day, throughout different multiple shoots. And also the next day waking up. I mean, we had a pretty, pretty good routine where we'd get out and do some sort of exercise. I just to get the blood flowing. I paced myself. I always knew that we had to do the show the next, like shoot in the next morning. That's just the way that it was. And so yeah. I would sort of pull back. Now, obviously, some nights I didn't, but right. uh, you, well, you were, you're the hero because you went balls of the wall, and it didn't matter how crappy you felt. As a matter of time, as a matter of fact, there was a time in Savannah, we stayed up until like four because the the GM of the hotel and the and the the manager of the restaurant upstairs that um, rocks on the roof, like dude, that was were that fans. was probably the craziest party we've ever after party we've ever had on Drinking Made Easy. You, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna make that our cliffhanger uh, yeah. for next week because well we're getting too off track and I want to kind of we have we have a cliffhanger cliffhanger dude, to resolve. That's the beauty for this of our week. podcast. There is no track. We're just riffing, bro. I know <laughs> you try and put it all together in this nice neat, nice neat tidy little plan, but come on, we're just isn't talking. that cute? Isn't People want to talk. All right, people want to hear Listen, us talk. I, I have a beer from La Cabra Brewing, um, and this is a Lambic-style uh, beer aged 12, uh, 8 to 12 months in an, uh, an unadorned oak. Does that mean it has no, like, stickers on it? Uh, and, then, and then five months rest on 200 pounds of South Mountain Montgomery cherries. Wow. Um. So anyway, this is from the Cabra, and I'm going to drink it right now. And wow. uh, is it red? Where's the Cabra? We're about to find out. So what's the ABV of this thing? I don't even see it. It should have it right Probably there. Probably eight, eight. It's going to have to be really high, but I'm telling you, it's not on the bottle. <laughs> this is this got, is all the information on, on the bottle. bottle. It's all the information in the bottle right there, and it's I don't I don't see it, but I can I'll I'll taste it. Well. Chug a glass oh, of it good. and 
tell me how you feel in five minutes, and we'll then I can okay. give you the percentage. I can taste the per- I can tell the percentage when I taste it. It might be twelve. Oh, that is okay. It's very good. <clears throat> it's a sour, and I should have guessed. I have my I'm salivating. Yeah, I'm salivating as well. Holy cow! Okay, I like it. I just not that's not what I expected. I guess I should have thought it was lambic, but I didn't didn't say sour in here. But anyway, okay. Um, some some housekeeping stuff real quick um, okay. because we have a cat rescue here, um, and we um, we we take we take on these hard luck cases. What are you laughing about, dude? You have. 44 cats. Last time I was there, I was like, there was a cat on my head. No matter where I go to bed at night and I wake up, there'd be four cats laying on top of me. I'm like, you know it was so funny. It was so funny. You're you welcome. were getting, You're you were welcome. getting cat litter delivered by Amazon because you didn't, it was, it wouldn't fit in your car to go get. So you're getting cases and bags of cat litter. I'm like, that's pretty smart. At least you don't have to go, you know, you know, slug it around yourself. You Get it delivered to the door. Mountains yeah. of cat litter. That's nice. So um, this week we had um, a cat. And a lot of people that follow me also follow Mel. There's some point in time. It's probably in early 2021 where Mel has more followers than me, by the way. Um, she's got and like 30,000 followers or something. She's got like 31,000 or something like that. And I have like 81. And she's just going to pass me at some point because she's got cats and boobs um so uh sorry mel if you heard me say that um so anyway we had a a cat named pinocchio and pinocchio is the one with the crooked face he's like my buddy he's amazing he's like just the most amazing cat like when you talk to him he looks at you and like he runs up to you anyway comes when he's called and he's amazing but he his jaw is crooked because his face is crooked and his teeth were hitting his the roof of his mouth so he had to have his canines removed when he was at the, and that's like his fourth surgery. He was also born with like some of his organs outside his body. And just, it was just like, it was a mess. Wow. He, he was a mess and he's got deviated septum. But, but we take the hard luck cases or rather Mel does and I help her out with it. But he ended up getting um, what's called panluke, uh, panlocopenia. And it's, um, it is uh, one of the worst things a cat can get. The fatality rate is about 97%. So he picked it up somehow at the vet. He got it, and then he came back, and he was with, he was quarantined, but for one day he was in with the baby kittens, and so they got it. So oh we're like, ha- we're having it's to like give a these pandemic these, in the house. It's 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 bad, and it's like, you know, it sucks to say, but like, so Pinocchio is now at the vet because his immune system was compromised, and so he's just under constant supervision. The kittens and his white blood, what the, the disease does is it, it just kills off your white blood cells. You can't fix it, and then they die. Um, and so oh we're on a bunch of meds and whatever. Mel had to find meds and drive around. She just walked in because she's picking up more medication for them. Um, and so the two kittens here have it. But um, it's like, you know, I had to come down. I had to do the – I do most of the injections because Mel doesn't like to do it. And there's one of our cats that, like, fosters that hates me for it because I'm the injection guy. So I have to give, like – whether it's medicine doctor or I have to give like 10 cc's of because it can't I don't have an IV here so I can't hook up to an IV so I just inject 10 cc's under its skin of fluid saline and then just to hydrate it yeah it's legal it's a cat but anyway so uh I came down last night because I had to do I told Mel she's been she was up for 24 hours I'm like I'll do it I'll wake up at at, uh three excuse me 3 a.m if you did yeah there you go um, and so, uh, she, uh, anyway, so I did that. And, and every time you walk in, you know, I had to put on like basically a hazmat suit and I, you just lift the lid to where the cats sleep and you're like, just please be alive. And every time I go in there, it's the same thing, but oh they're God. still, they're still kicking and they, they're probably at their worst. They're at the Valley. So it, you know, so how many could, are sick? Three. Hey Mel. Wow. Hey. Are you there because you're going to chime in with something or no? No. Okay. I'm doing a podcast. Oh. <laughs> you didn't know? <laughs> Mel's like, so did you talk to me? She, she thought it, he, she can't hear you, but Steve says hi. My brain. 
No, it's fine. You're tired. Right. Go put go put your feet up. Have some wine. Um, anyway, okay. So just kind of catch people up. If people want to know what's going on, Mel is giving updates. But what happened the last two days? She she Mel is is amazing. She responds to everybody. But yesterday she got about six hundred messages with people asking what's going on. She can't possibly have enough time to respond to that many people. So she was trying to respond in videos and just like in her stories, like people have asked me this, here's the answer. And some of the people were, were getting like nasty. I mean, not like many. How? Like how? Because she didn't get like, back to them? Hey, you didn't get back to me. You usually do. I feel like you're hiding something. Or someone was like, um, I'm not sure that you're handling this properly. You, you know, like basically a lot of it is just like, look, Criticism. we're kind of, what? Criticism. Yeah, yeah, criticism. But I, but I said racism. I'm like, what are you talking about? Cat and so, racism. Cat racism. So anyway, it's just, it's it's fine. And most people are amazing. As a matter of fact, people have no, been sending not. stuff over. That's what over. sucks about social no, media. It's not. You got- no, it's not. Dude, there's 600 people that are saying nice things, and there's six people that are being dinkuses. And it's, nice it's fine. It's what happens... Be nice to Mel, of course, and they, and they and they are, and she's great. But you know, me, I just like I'm used to it, even though we don't get much. But like anyway, um, well, long update. story longer. Uh, um, you you want to keep talking you got about snow? the cats in Park City? Oh yeah, we got snow, snowing right now. We got about eight inches today, and we got oh. a, like over a foot on the eight ground. In- I mean, it's eight inches. Eight inches is, by the way, that's that's about twice. We, that's two two x two times of uh, Steve penis. That's a unit of measurement. Four inches usually we call that's that a Steve penis. Awkward that you said. All that. right, so but here anyway. so here's what we're gonna do. Coming off this cliffhanger from last week, we were talking about. I guess it came up. We were talking about embarrassing moments. And if you want to hear the time the time Steve crapped his pants in a bar, you listen to, to episode two. That's when we just aired. And so um, I hate I hate we, you. We, the next story is. About a place in in uh, Tigerland, which is where the bars all are, and uh, at LSU Baton Rouge, yeah. and and they had this thing called the Cracky Sack, and the yes, guy explains did. it, and you know what? I'm not going to explain it. I'm just going to play the whole clip because I don't want to say it <laughs> what he says because it's just like it's, it's crazy. It's disgusting. I can't believe so, we were we were even going through with it. I was so ooh. let's watch it and then we'll get your your take on it. We, we gotta do a cracky sack. Okay, hold on a second. Bring it in. Tell me what it is. Cracky sack. We reserve the right to employees. We stand up on the bar. Yeah. And the employee is given a bottle of Jack Daniels. Okay. And it is poured down their back. Okay. Down their sack. Yeah. And caught with a cup. Yeah. And then that person takes it, or somebody else takes it. Okay. So, what are you wearing at the time? You're wearing. Your birthday suit. Okay. Wait. What happens? What happens if the person doesn't doesn't have a sack? If it's a girl, it's called clam slam. Steve comes back just in time. Hey, hey. How about this, Steve? I'll do a crank sack. You do a crank sack. Zane takes your shot. No. Red will take my shot. Somebody's taking somebody's goddamn crank sack around this bitch. Steve. Listen, I still crack, goddamn crank slap. I am not crack slapping. Why is someone barred the door? You got Bruce Springsteen. He's not going to let anybody out. Against his better judgment, Steve gives in. Oh. Joins the guys on the bar for what's known as a cracky sack. Oh, God! Oh, God! Well, here's the thing is the, the cracky sack was made easier by the vast number of snorkels that we did. You that is those? true. That's true. We did snorkels. And this is like, let's it's a divey college bar. And they had, they had used fresh orange juice. It's the weirdest thing. It's a divey place. And they had a giant machine with fresh oranges there that they would use in all their drinks that had orange juice. It was like such a divey well, place, the but they had that. The whole thing about the snorkel was you put your hand over the top of the glass and then you flip like the glass up and drank it through this part of your. I mean, that was, it was a really easy way to slam a drink. Yeah, well, or not, or not easy, <laughs> or a difficult way uh, to play. It was easy. Drink. It was like a complete shotgun. You put down one of those drinks in like two gulps. 
I mean, you got on the bar. We we showed a little bit of it, but you you um you got naked in front of like I don't know twenty people. Yeah. And you, and then you poured the drink down your neck, and then the guy dripped off, and you drank. And they wanted you and me to do it, and and then him and his other buddy to do it, like whatever. And Steve, you, I I love you like a brother. We've been friends for thirty years. Don't I don't want to I don't want to do that. I don't want I don't need to share that with you. We shared enough stuff. I don't need to go down that that path where I need well that's that's whiskey uh, that came off your nutsack. That was kind of uh, something they do down in Louisiana, and they can keep doing. No, it all it's they not. Want. No, I'm no, not but you, can, but you can't say you can't say that you can't say that it's something that they do in Louisiana because it's not something they I've do. I've never in seen it's something it anywhere else. No, it's someplace they do right there at that specific bar. It's just in Louisiana. I love. Yeah, Louisiana. it was in Louisiana. Beautiful place. It was in Louisiana. I'm just saying you can't dump anyone else from the state into that statement because That's most guess, of them didn't even know did this existed. I guess did similar things in, in, uh, in Cortland. You know, rugby teams are drinking beer off. Oh, there was of gross shit, things. So, yeah. Oh, there was gross things where they would, yeah. Anyway, that was horrible. That was horrible. <sighs> horrible. So horrible. I wonder how much I would have to pay you. you. You did get paid for that. You know, you got an episode fee. How much would I have to pay you to do that again? And obviously this time you're going you're gonna to do it sober. So how much would I have to pay you to do that? You couldn't pay me to do it. That's not true. Not with COVID going Absolutely. around. That's that's not true. I could pay you a certain amount to get COVID. Mark Cuban could. Nope. Well, maybe. Yeah, there's always a number. I guess you're right. I, I could pay you. I could pay you money to do some weird stuff. Not that that's <laughs> what I would do if I had money. Are you telling more more disgusting stories this week, no. or can we graduate into something better? You know, it's not going to be a disgusting story, but I did talk about the fact that I was going to talk about North Carolina. You oh, and I have God. some stories with North Carolina. Yeah. Um, here's here's how here's how here's how it'll start. By the way, I think this was probably 1997. I shouldn't even say that because that just makes it it's so far away. It was actually 98. It was in it was 98, 90, 97, 98, because my my twin daughters were born. <laughs> that's oh, why I was that's there. right. And so um, I started a company called ExtraCast, where I would provide extras for movies. So I had a database. If you needed a guy who was six foot ten, you know, and, and whatever, and, and played basketball, you would put in the system, and a bunch of guys would come up. The casting director would call them. And if you needed somebody specific, or if you needed like. You know, just everyone was categorized and, and people, we, we, at the time, I'd say like 97 to, um, actually that's not true. To, that's, that's not extra cast. This was, you started, didn't you start LA actors? Well, it, it was LA actors. Cast? Yes. But it, when you were coming on, it, it was, it was turning into it, but yes, it was LA actors. You, you were in we LA, were, you started it there and I, you were trying to get me to do the same thing in North Carolina. Cause there was a bit of a right. film contingency down there. Finn Cannon right. associates, there was screen gems. So there was a lot of, a lot of films were being made down there. So there was, you thought yeah. there was a need for extras. I mean, a lot, you know, maybe five or 10 a year. Yeah. Right, right, right. And, and, and by the way, you were in. I know what you did last summer. Is that the one yeah. you did? Yeah, you here. Pull and up the clip of that. I'm I'm the guy. Uh, the story carrying the boxes. But that was actually really a really cool movie because I was Johnny Galecki's stand-in. So I was I was the second team. So I got to, you know, hang out with Freddie Prince Jr., Ryan Felipe, Sarah Michelle Gellar. Steve was like, oh, they're doing so many things here, so many films. I'm like, hey, man, I might as well set up my company out there, too. So it was LAActors.com. It turned into right. ExtraCast. But what we were doing is setting up a database for casting directors to find people and a way that people could be seen by casting directors because it's always that's always the catch-22 of, like, how do you get these jobs? And so it was just amazing. So we went to – I sent Steve a bunch of books. This is just so dumb. He sent, I sent me you a, books. You sent me like uh, I know HTML exactly what I books. Learn to write you, HTML. I, I sent you a book on HTML, which was like... Threw that out. Code. Well, no, you didn't throw it out. 
I sent you a book I, I on FileMaker. FileMaker, like a book like this, HTML, FileMaker, and then a book on like the industry and whatever. I sent you like, I mean, that must have cost me at the time like 50, 60 bucks or, or more to send you those books and whatever. In hindsight, I know you better. But oh my God. I, a, so we landed, went out there and said, Steve, set up some meetings. So our, our friend or my friend from home, Sterling, was living with me in LA and he came with me and we're like, Steve, set up as many meetings as you can. We're coming out there for four days or five days. Set up as many meetings as you can. We'll go meet with, with every the, agent, every with casting all the director. agents, casting directors. You know, set it all up so we can get people to use yeah. the service, pay a the, fee, pr- the, the, the press, exactly. Right. So we land and get to your place, and it was maybe like four o'clock or something like that. And we're like, "All right, what do you got? What what what, what uh, interviews or what meetings?" And you're like, "Well, I don't really have any meetings." And then I saw <laughs> the books on your shelf. I'm like. Those look unread, and you're like, there's a good reason for that. I'm like, bro, we just flew out here across the country to, like, help you set up this company that was going to be part of my company or whatever, and I'm like, what did you do? And you had actually, you'd actually taken some money from some actors to be on the system, right? Maybe, like, 15? Uh, I don't know. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. You do. No, no. you No, you know. You know. I don't remember any of that. So... So we just got all the guidebooks out and we just started making calls and trying to set up meetings and stuff like that as there was a thunderstorm outside and whatever. So the next day... I had cold we, beer. You did have cold beer and we, we enjoyed it. Thank you. And you probably had weed. So we... Uh, and you're living in the attic of a house that had no air conditioning. In, <laughs> it was like 200 Wilmi- degrees up there. In Wilmington, North Carolina. So we were sitting there. This is true. In our underwear. On the phone, we have a photo of it someplace. I don't know where that photo is, and I don't know if I want to find so it. Stupid. And uh, and anyway, and so Mel saw that photo one time. He's like, she's like, what else happened in that attic? You know what? It doesn't matter. You know, it's like this is this is a time of uh, you know exploration and experimentation. No, I don't think no. so. <laughs> you and I remember this uh, this trip so very anyway. I'll, I'll I'll cut to the meat. We we went out and had a few meetings. And Steve was like blurting out. But Steve didn't do his research, didn't quite understand how the whole thing worked. And so Steve would like blurt and like, it's like Glengarry Glen Ross. We were like heading down a direction. Steve didn't know what he was doing. And so he would jump in. And so we had some meetings with like smaller casting directors, maybe like three or four of them, an agent or two, whatever. We had a meeting with the press, with this media guy. The night we got in, we actually called him and we bought drinks for him. And then we went to meet Finn Cannon and Associates. And Finn Cannon and Associates are in the South, or at least were at the time, the biggest casting directors there were. They were part of sure. everything in the South, and including, I know you did last summer. Yeah. And so we went in there, sat down with the guy. Do you remember his name? His last name was Finn Cannon. Craig. Craig Finn Cannon. We sat down with him and gave the pitch. And we're like, look, we're here for you. This database is for you. You know, you tell us what you want. We'll make it work for you. You know, like, look, it, you use it, others will use it. So we're going to just make make this system something that you'll use. He's like, okay. Yeah. He's like, look, you know, a lot of we've had a lot of people coming here for online casting stuff and giving us their pitch, and all these people are slick and want to throw money at us. Somebody wanted to buy us computers and da-da-da-da. You guys are coming in with more of the approach that I like. You're just like, hey, use it. If you like it, you use it more. If you don't, you won't use it like I... I I, I, I really like I really like you guys and and I, I would love to just I'd love to to play this out see how see how it goes and we're like thank you very much we appreciate it and Steve sitting over to the side I never remember and we told him not to say anything so he goes so can we tell people that Finn Cannon and Associates or so can, can we tell people that yeah that Finn Cannon and we called the company Southcast can we tell people that Finn Cannon and Associates exclusively uses Southcast for their casting needs. And he goes, well, you know, guys, look, I just got done telling you I like it. Maybe, maybe I'm rushing into things. So let's just let's maybe follow up next week. And we're just like, <laughs> okay, thank you. We left. I don't remember that. And Sterling and I looked at each other, and we're just like, I don't know. And and so Sterling says this, he's, and, and I don't know if I told you this. I probably told you this, but he said, look, Zane, you got enough going. You got enough going out in L.A. And you're trying to get things going. If you do it out here, you're going to fly out here once a month, once a quarter. That's not what you moved out to L.A. for. So I, I'm just, as, as, as one of your best friends, I'm going to just tell you, 
what to do here. I'm not going to suggest that I'm going to tell you walk away. Just, I know, I know you're going to say, I got so much money. I got all this stuff. And he goes, just, he goes, just, just walk away. You can't, this isn't going to work out. Just walk away. Fuck you, Sterling. And so, 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 well, it's good, it's good advice. I'm not going to lie to you. And so, so he, uh, it was very good advice. We said, Steve, I don't think it's going to got fired right there. Nah, you were never hired. But so then we, then we stopped by the store and we got, uh, a case of a 30 pack of like Coors Light, yeah. bunch of bunch of cigars, went home, sat with our feet in your kiddie pool and just got drunk. Next <laughs> next morning, woke up. We had we we had three days left. Sterling and I went to visit his family in Charlotte, and you packed up your entire van and you left. You went yeah. up to New York. You just left. It was gone. Um, but there's a in one great more call. It was a great call. So are you, are you going to tell the sleeves story? Yeah. Well, that was kind of the ending of it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll, give us give so, us a short version, will you? I'm running out of battery well, here. You, you did. You did that. That is that's the that's the ending. But so we went to this place. So out here, out in L.A., there's a thing called um, Backstage West, and they had a big, or at least maybe they still had it, have it until until COVID. They had a big convention. Every actor would go, every headshot photographer, every blah, 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 voice coach. They, everyone was just in one place. You could meet everybody and just like, you know, just kind of advance your career. Mm-hmm. And so we decided let's do the same thing out there. So we went to a hotel. And at this point, we hadn't had the FinCanon meeting. And, and it was, as I, as I mentioned, it was, it was like July in Wilmington, North Carolina. It was hot. It was swampy. It was swampy. It was sweaty. It was humid, whatever. But we were wearing sport coats because we wanted to look professional and all that kind of stuff. We were probably, God, we had to be, I don't know, 24, 25, max. We look and, good. Um, yeah, we look good, Steve. And we look like 24-year-olds. And, um, and so we went to this hotel to talk about renting out space and doing this big convention. And we go back and meet with this girl. And she, she was probably about our age. So we're just kind of like trying to be professional, but we could tell, whatever. And... <laughs> She could see right through us. She could see. We could. She could see right through us. And I was like, uh, "I'm Zane uh, Lamprey. This is Sterling Simpson. But um, this guy lives here. His name is Steve McKenna." She's like, "Did you just say Sleeves McKenna?" And we're like, "What?" She's like, "Is his name Sleeves?" Because she thought I said Sleeves instead of Steve. And we lost it. I was crying, laughing so hard. I fell on the ground, literally grabbing my stomach because I was trying not to vomit because I was laughing so hard. We're like, and and then Steve, <laughs> what was it that you did? I you don't know. Was it, this this story is out of the, sequence? It the is out of sequence. The story is she no, accidentally it, no, called no, no, no. Here's, here's, sleeves. No, here's what happened. We walked in, and that's right. That's what happened. Is what we walked in. I took off my sport coat and I had a polo shirt. Sterling right. talk, took off his his sport coat and he had like a nice t-shirt. You took off yours and you were wearing a cutoff t-shirt with sweaty armpits. So then when I said your name was Steve McKenna, she thought it was Sleeves McKenna and we just were like, <laughs> I turned around to see what, it's like here we are trying to look good and professional and wearing sport coats and instead you're wearing a cutoff t-shirt a in a muscle meeting. shirt under my sport coat. It's very Miami Vice. No. No, it was my horrible. white leather shoes. I th- I was looking good, bro. I don't. I don't. Uh, didn't didn't anyway, think that through. That was. I am so glad that all of that went right down the toilet because I wanted nothing to do with it. I remember when I went out to L.A. after that, and you had extra cast, and that thing was rocking and rolling, and you hired me to be. You know, you had to hire me. I needed a job, so I was like the front desk guy. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! You would just yell at me every day. You'd have me sitting there doing data entry. I could barely type, so I'm like uploading all this crap into FileMaker. And we got like casting directors and actors coming in. Mm-hmm. I remember I would have to like pitch the actors. They'd come in, and you know I was paid by how many people I got to to sign up every day. And mm-hmm. I'd sit there and I'd give the pitch to somebody, and they'd be like, "Yeah, well." Okay, and out the door they go, and you yeah, come out of your th- office. Like, like, Steve, like, you gotta like, do it like it. this. <laughs> oh my god, you were so mad at me, and you come out and you'd be giving this eloquent pitch, and they'd be like, "I would oh, not okay. yell." And they'd open their I've wallet, never been and give a, you all their I'm not money. a yeller. No, you're not a yeller, mm. but you're like, 
You're like Steve. Oh my! It was God. a good Wait. system. It was the Were first you not listening online to me casting when I told company. You to say. <laughs> now I know. It's now I know horrible. you. It was. Oh, it was the first online casting company, in in the business. Excuse me. That actually worked. L.A. Actors was didn't not. You, like, L.A. Actors didn't work. Business didn't you? Didn't someone steal your company from you? Yeah, steal that's the a idea. longer story. Yeah, we'll yeah. tell that story later at some point. But people yes, just that don't is, realize is, you're quite the innovator. You know, it was it was pretty cool. I got offered many times to to buy it, and I just thought I could make it work. And then I sold it to yeah. a company in Canada, and they were just horrible. That that well, that story will come up at some point. But yeah, um, hopefully not. The one time, so this was so long ago that we were some people didn't have photos. If they had a headshot, we could scan it. If they didn't. Right. Steve would take their photo on a digital camera that had a disc. I, I, I can't even grab one because we haven't had those oh for God. freaking 20 years. The, yeah. That hard disc that went in, and it would fit like five pictures. So then I would take those home every night, and I would upload them, put them through Photoshop, and just fix them up a little bit, and I would, and I would bring them back the next day. And then yeah. we would race them, format them, and use them again. Um, and so one day, I, I left my... Um, my briefcase at the office or something. And I brought home some and, and I, anyway, whatever happened, I'd gone that night to, um, the stinking Rose, which was a restaurant in LA. That's everything, everything's super garlicky. Yeah. And then they had a dish where they bring out like this flame underneath it. And then it's just like, it's this garlic that's been simmering for so long. Roasted you can actually garlic. Like, yeah. You can spread it like butter. And I was eating so many. So I'd eaten a lot of cloves of, of garlic, like, 10 cloves of garlic and so i um it was like wrestling in my stomach so i walk in the next day and i'm carrying the this paper bag with me and i walk by steve's desk and you know i might have crop dusted it not, not intentionally I just had to let something go because my stomach was yeah. giving me trouble if and i and i had a silent one as i as i walked by your desk Classic. and your reaction and you and you go like this you go "Ooh, that smells good what's for lunch <laughs> Oh my god, that office! And, you, and remember, what's remember when you had what I said. What I said to you was like, "Well, what's for lunch are these discs that I brought in this in this paper bag. What smells good is my fart." Yeah, yeah, so good. That's the first time anyone's ever smelled my fart and said that smells delicious. <laughs> smelled like garlic. That was yummy. Oh my dude. god, that was <laughs> so bad. It smelled like it smelled like a sandwich. I was ready. That was that was good stuff. Dude, you, you remember ready to we what? had? Uh, you ready to we what? Had, I don't know. I was ready to eat it. Remember, uh, we had Tammy Smith, the uh, that extras casting director. Oh, she like, yes. She was in our office as well. Had an office in there. She was like a big uh-huh. deal. She like did the negotiator, and she did a bunch of feature films. I think she so did like, like Men in Black, and she 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 did a lot of movies. She did a lot of the extras casting, and she needed an office, and we had an extra office there. And I was like, Tammy. You come in and just, that's your office. You can put people in there. I don't care. You fill it up with people. And that way, if someone ever comes in to sign up for the system, maybe you can just give them a job on the spot. I, look, it's up to you. I'm not charging anything and you're not whatever. And she's like, great, I'll take it. And so she came in and and the extras, we, would, we got to see firsthand how the extras just fawned over her. Like it was oh, yeah. crazy. Like she was, um, she was Steven Spielberg. I mean, she was, she was a big deal. And I remember she had this little pug she would bring to work. Oh yeah. I remember one day I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm doing my pitch to some actors in the, in the, uh, waiting room there. We were in like the, the reception area. And this dog, you know how dogs like drag their ass on the ground? This yeah, dog got, comes if, if out to, of her if office. If they have to pop their glands and their butt. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's like comes out of her office dragging his ass, this little pug. And I look over and I'm just like, and they're like, and we're like, and I don't know, I think they left, but oh, <laughs> it was terrible. Oh, he was always doing it because she did. She, one time she comes in <laughs> and, and she, she was, um, she was big, but by the way, big. I mean, she was like six foot one, and she was big. She's built like a linebacker, and For and sure. she, she would um, kick your ass. She would kick your ass. She would definitely like. I couldn't. I couldn't beat her up. Um, no. And so one day, a um, uh, someone who got an apart from her 
I assume like for like a long, like a week or weeks, whatever, came in and brought her like a, a cookie bouquet. And she came out and she's like, you guys want one? And we're like, oh, sure. She's like, yeah, I'm going to diet. I'm going to diet. I'm only going to have a few. <laughs> I was like, well, okay. <laughs> big Dude, big old cookies. Office, we had so much fun in there. We would, I mean, this was, you were like building your company. You were like Jeff Bezos. You were all over this thing. We were oh, around the God, clock. I, I'd be like, you'd be sending me to the store. I'd get a 12-pack of beer at like 7 o'clock, and we'd be in there working till midnight, drinking yeah. beer, just I mean, it was a lot of fun. I don't know how Back that's. I don't day. know how that's like Jeff Bezos, but I mean, um, you were you know entrepreneur, had it going on, working your ass off. You were doing some cool shit, and then uh, thankfully that all ended, and you auditioned and got three sheets, and that was that was. All oh, that happened. was years after that. I so I mean, we'll just we'll, like we won't come back to this story. So I'll just kind of tell the ending. This company called Pro Scout in 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 Scottsdale, Arizona. And they had like a model scouting company. The, the, the company like comes to town and scouts you and then you pay money to go and whatever. And they yeah. wanted to add something that was digital, like something online that also had like some validity to it. So we are at the time when, when we were, you were there and some time after that, like we were used by just about every casting director. Just so just about every movie and TV show in town was like using us for whether they use us entirely or just use us a little or whatever, like we were being used, especially when people got stuck, they would use us. And so um, they wanted to add some validity. So they came out and said, look, we want to buy your company. And they, at the time they wanted to buy me or, you know, for like stock or whatever it was, they were accepting money for this from this company in Canada called Euphoria Online Systems, which was what you call like a shell, meaning that they were, trading on the Canadian Venture Exchange, but they didn't really have a business yet. They were kind of looking for a business to like fill it with before they were in like the copper mining business. So when I finally yeah. agreed to sell to ProScout, Euphoria was saying, hey, you, 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 loaned, you borrowed money from us and you didn't, all you did was pay, pay back your debts. You didn't like, you know, build your business like you said you would. So you either give us extra cast or we'll... Um, you know, or we'll sue you. So I ended up then going with, with Euphoria, and then they gave me, I have it at the time, they gave me $960 million uh, of stock. N- not a penny, tangible, but stock. And so- 960 they, uh, million? So, I'm sorry, 960,000. Almost okay. a million is what I meant to say. God. And what percentage do you think that Lambic is, bro? I think it's about a nine or a twelve. I don't. I can't. I can't tell because it's sour, but um, but I love it. Um. So anyway, once the whole deal was finalized with me, they they came over to my house for dinner, and we had dinner and we talked about it. Whatever. All right, tomorrow morning, whatever. So I walk in the next morning. We had, we had they had been at my office for like three four months while the whole thing yeah. was being finalized, and um, and I walk in that morning. And they handed me a piece of paper that said, you've been terminated. Do not contact anyone from this office. Do not speak with anyone, da, 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 da. And they fired me. And I was like, you guys can't, like, it was the, it was the, so it was they so stole stupid. your company, retained you to get them up to speed. And well, no, I, I, I had all the stock. I had the stock. I just didn't have any money. And they thought a great way to eliminate their overhead was get, get rid of me. They agreed to pay me $120,000 a year. And so... I, um, you know, which they paid for three months, but then when they fired me, it's a scam. It's a scam. Why is it a scam? The whole thing is a scam. What's a scam? They were all scammers, bro. That's not a scam. I mean, it's not necessarily the definition of a scam, but anyway, they, um, okay, fine. It was was such a scam. So anyway, when the whole thing was wrapped up, they, um, they fired me and then, and then. But the thing that was stupid is that if they said, "Hey, look, you're 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 too expensive. We want to cut you out and have you just be a consultant for stock," I would have done that. I was tired. I was so done. I didn't want to be there anymore. But they just handled the whole thing so stupidly. And the reason the casting directors used ExtraCast was because of me. Like because, and I'm not saying because I'm so charming, but because I worked so hard to develop those relationships. I went to their birthday parties. I went to their just you know just holiday parties, whatever, everything. 
And yeah. so they used they used a system and didn't use other ones because they liked me because they trusted me or whatever. And so to fire me was just the dumbest thing. So that was on a Friday. The following Friday, I had twelve employees, and they did this as a show of like defiance, whatever. They and they told me that they did. They didn't tell me they were going to do this, but they did this. They all lined up, and um, uh, and handed in their notice the following Friday. 12 of the 13 people. So all of a sudden, ExtraCast was left with one person. And you know who that was? Jacques. Oh, my God. Jacques was the guy, Jacques was the, guy the producer from, um, or was trying to be a producer and came on the first season of Drinking Mid-Easy. I think it lasted a week. That's right. That's right. Anyway. Well, that whole time, I remember. Is that, in- I is think- that, is that interesting? I guess it's kind of interesting because no. it's a story. Hopefully there's a lesson. You say no. Hopefully there's a lesson someone yeah, can learn cool. from that. I mean, Long story I longer. Lesson. Let's keep talking about it. But uh, <laughs> no, I think it's it's interesting. You know, it kind of tell it showed that was like when you and I first moved to L.A. after college. I mean, that's what you were doing. You were we were both, you know, trying to audition, trying to get in that thing. But you you also built a business, got that going, had, you know. Ended up working for other production companies, doing all sorts of your video art and all that, all that jazz. So you're like computer genius. No one realizes that. <laughs> I don't and, think. Thank uh, you. That's not. I'm not a computer. But genius. and then I think we get a. I'm I'm excited to get into talking about when we started touring and how you know at Drinking Made Easy. I mean, Fine, were, we'll get there. I'll Do you want to? So that. you know, next week. Um, we got we're so many talk- cliffhangers. We have a we, we have a cliffhanger for this one. We have, we got rocks on the roof, which is just a story we're going to tell about this debaucherous night. We can yes. probably show some clips of it. No, we didn't. We didn't. We didn't, we, didn't, we we had just arrived. You know what? We'll wait. We'll tell. We'll tell That's that next week as our, as our cliffhanger itself. And then the next day, going to Paula Dean's restaurant. Oh my god! Yeah, that was a mess. <laughs> it was a mess. Yeah. Um, I'm going to talk next week because this this is like you came out to L.A. once, and then you came out to L.A. Again. And, again, and, and again. so we need to explain that how that works, right? Because there's I, a lot, what there's I, a lot there. There's a lot to unpack, and what I want to get to is the story about the time that you and I met Tom Cruise. But don't say anything about it. We'll talk. We'll, 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 we'll talk about it because right. you and I. Rem- we got cliffhangers going everywhere. You and I, you and I remember it differently. Uh-huh. So all right, well. Um, <laughs> Hey, look, for, sorry, for the people that now, yeah, all right, this beer is hitting me a little bit, but like for the people that are, that are watching, um, you have a questions, email us, zanelamprey at gmail.com, Steve McKenna, Steve McKenna with a D at the end, used to mean drunk, now it just means, now what do you say, it means dude. And send in your pictures of you wearing your red checkered flannel adventure hoodie, we want to see them. Yeah, that's nice, Steve, I appreciate that, that's good, yeah. that's very supportive. All right, thanks everybody, all right. uh, cheers, love you. Thank you, thank you. Later. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>